Rain can't stop the Red Sox as they win game one of the Houston Astros series at Fenway Park, 6-3. to three. And despite a rain delay, the Sox find a way to win. What's up, Sox fans? This is the Locked On Red Sox podcast. Thank you so much for making Locked On Red Sox your first listen of every single day. I am your host, Massachusetts Pirates team insider, Jake Inzuski. I'm back from my one-week trip out west with the Massachusetts Pirates. I'm so happy to be back uh, hosting this podcast. I'm solo tonight. Uh, Lauren, uh, unfortunately, wasn't able to record, but we'll be back together tomorrow. But let's get into this episode of the Locked on Red Sox podcast. You are Locked on Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So as I mentioned in the open, Red Sox win game one of the series against the Houston Astros, 6-3. to three. Going into the rain delay, it was a 2-2 tie ball game. But before that, we saw Garrett Whitlock pitch five innings, only allowing three hits, two earned runs, walking two guys, and striking out three. We saw him in the first inning get out of a jam with two runners on, no outs, found a way to strike out the next two batters and then ultimately get the third out of that inning. We also saw in this game, J.D. Martinez extend his 16-game hitting streak to 17 games. Throughout the last 15 games, we've seen him hit 355 with three home runs in nine RBIs. But as I mentioned, going into the rain delay, it was a tie ball game. And then we ultimately saw right out of the gate, Rafael Devers in the bottom of the sixth inning, get on base with a lead-off single, thinking in my mind, perfect opportunity for the Red Sox to find a way to take the lead. No outs. Rafi's on. JD's up. He's super-duper hot. Then, unfortunately, Martinez lines out into a double play. Then we saw Matt Barnes come in for the seventh, which going into this, I, I saw Chris Cotillo's tweet. Uh, I said, I don't feel good about this. Matt Barnes always finds a way to screw up the game. Ultimately, I was right. Jason Castro doubles. Then we saw uh, a sack bunt. Then ultimately, Jose Altuve singled to score the run to make the score three to two. Then we saw Matt Strom ultimately come in for Barnes. Then he hit Michael Brantley. In my mind, I'm like, all right, th- this couldn't get any more worse. Uh, you know, uh, we we have one out. Ultimately, uh, a few more runners on. Strom in. I trust Strom. Uh, we've seen him be very reliable so far this season, but wasn't really feeling too good uh, with, with the Astros leading 3-2. Then we saw him strike out the next two batters, come up super-duper clutch when the Red Sox needed it most. Uh, but then, you know, we, we saw... Uh, the Red Sox find a way to tie the ball game. Trevor Story hitting a towering home run over the monster, his first home run at Fenway Park to make the score 3-3. And then in the bottom of the eighth inning, J.D. Martinez doubles on a line drive to center field, ultimately scoring Kiki Hernandez to make the score 4-3. to Then Xander Bogards with 
chance of re-sign Xander hits a home run to left center field, which ultimately scores J.D. Martinez as well to make the score 6-3. to three. And that is the score that the Red Sox win it by after uh, Hansel Robles closes it out. And a real nice win for the Sox, especially after a tough 7-1 loss against the Texas Rangers. Uh, it, it was really nice to see the offense start to find their groove, especially after a long rain delay. Uh, I did want to mention something, though. Something that surprised me, especially early in the game, fourth inning, we saw Rafael Devers make an incredible catch, and we've seen him time and time again show that he's getting much better at the hot corner defensively. Um, and then also, I saw Frenchie Cordero. I, 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 it was interesting. Hit a ball, in my mind, was a single. With his speed, found a way to get the second base slide in for a double, and I wanted to sort of talk about this since I haven't really been on the podcast over the last week about how Cordero has really changed into a much different hitter player uh, in the majors this time around after getting called up. And, you know, we saw him do really well to start the season in Worcester. We also saw him hit very well in spring training, but both of those don't really 100% always correlate to a player changing their approach in the majors or really getting on track or, or improving. And uh, that's what we've seen Franchi do during this stint. Uh, we, we've seen him have the same amount of walks as he has strikeouts, which I can't believe I'm saying that with Franchi Cordero in the same exact sentence. He's struck out six times, walked six times. We've seen a much more patient hitter at the plate not swinging at tons of balls and really allowing the count to develop and the up bat up a bat to develop. And he's, he's really uh, sort of built up that discipline at the plate, which is really nice to see uh, from a guy who has some really good talent, uh, especially with his bat when he gets going, has some really good power. Um, and, and when he's going, he's going really well. So it's been, it's been nice to see him do a lot better. Uh, somebody else that, I want to give props to, even though he didn't uh, get to fully finish his uh, outing or his inning that he was given uh, after Garrett Whitlock was taken out, was Jake Deepman. I'm, I'm somebody who has been very critical of Jake Deepman, but for for understandable reasons. Uh, you know, when I get pissed off about Deepman, it's because he screwed up the game. It's because he blew up uh, a potential win that the, that the Red Sox had due to his uh, awful pitching or awful decision making. But, you know, we saw him come in, run around first and second, uh, get out of the no out jam, or excuse me, he got the two outs for Garrett Whitlock. And then ultimately we saw uh, John Schreiber uh, come in and shut the door and uh, finish out the inning to get out of the jam. But it was nice to see sort of uh, a guy like, Deakman, who has struggled in those high leverage situations, come up big when the Red Sox really needed it most. So great win all around for the Red Sox. We saw coming into this game, the Astros were on a hot streak. They won uh, 13 of their last 14 games. So uh, it's, it's really nice to see this Red Sox pick up the first win of the series. I'm very curious to see uh, how they're going to do. Uh, tomorrow against Jose Yaquibi, but I'm going to talk about that in the next segment of the Locked On Red Sox podcast. In our second episode of the Locked On Red Sox podcast, I'm going to talk to you about some nice injury updates regarding Chris Sale and Michael Walker, as well as preview game two of this Astro series between Jose Yaquibi 
and Nathan Valdi. But I just want to take a second to talk to you about Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered and is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Finding all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online where the game starts. And I want to thank you guys so much for making Locked On Red Sox your first listen. But for your next listen, check out Locked On Now podcast. They recap MLB games with analysis from your local experts and take fans through the season like no other network. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. So as I mentioned, I want to touch on some intriguing news coming out of the Red Sox injury uh, bug that they've been dealing with in terms of their pitching department. You know, starting on Chris Sale, he is currently resumed throwing after being shut down by a non-baseball medical issue. It's nice to see him back and rolling, getting back into his recovery. It was said that he should be ready uh, by, you know, mid-June. That was said at the start of the season. We could be looking a little bit more at the end of June, maybe July. And it would be really nice to get him back in this rotation. I really want the Red Sox to slowly bring him back, sort of like what they did with uh, him coming back from Tommy John surgery. You know, give him multiple rehab games, you know, they did it in uh, Portland as well as we saw in Worcester uh, last season. I, I hope they do the same as that thing and don't rush him back. Uh, I, I want to see Chris Sale that uh, we know and love and saw two, three years ago. Uh, you know, he did not look like himself last season when he came back. Makes sense with how strenuous of an injury Tommy John is, but uh, or the surgery, excuse me, but. It's nice to hear some intriguing news uh, out of the Chris Sale front, especially after we heard, you know, two weeks ago that him and James Paxton uh, were going to be pushed back a little bit. That that was obviously sad to hear. And um, also some nice news about Michael Waka. He's back on track to return this weekend after tossing a two-inning sim game on Monday. So it would be nice to have Waka back in the rotation as well. He's been, the, in my opinion, the most reliable uh, pitcher that, that the Red Sox have had so far this season outside of Nathan Uvaldi in that rotation. So it'll be nice to have uh, a reliable guy back in that rotation. And we don't have to deal with some of those, uh, you know, ugly starts like we saw, you know, even though uh, I was going to say, like we saw a few days ago, uh, you know, with Austin Davis starting the game, you know, he pitched well, he pitched well. Uh, it was just Ryan Brazier that blew up the game, but you know, it's, it's never ideal when you have uh or are constrained to having a reliever uh, start the game. So it would be nice for a starting pitcher to be uh, back in the rotation and, and somebody that we can rely on uh, and be confident uh, going into the game. Uh, but, you know, looking at game two uh, against the Astros, as I mentioned, it's Jose Equibi uh, for the Astros on the bump with Nathan Valdi for the Red Sox. Right now, Yaquibi is sporting a 440 ERA, and uh, during his last outing against the Twins, pitched three innings, only allowing one earned run and three strikeouts. But 
if you remember, Yaquibi pitched against the Red Sox in game three of last season in the ALCS and only lasted one and two-thirds innings. He, he got absolutely demolished by the Red Sox bats. Uh, that's when they were super-duper hot uh, in that in those early games of last year's ALCS. Uh, he allowed six runs, as I mentioned, only pitched one and two-thirds innings. He's looking for a different outcome uh, this next game. We'll see. Obviously, much different Red Sox offense than, than there was uh, last season. As we've talked about, you know, throughout this first month of the 2022 season, very underperforming Red Sox offense, starting to find a little bit of a groove, it seems like, over the last week or so, starting to piece some hits together, had an 11-run game, uh, you know, two days ago. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how the Red Sox really stack, stack up against Uquibi, you know. Even though it's it's a little bit of a different lineup, you know, obviously they don't have uh, Kyle Schwarber, somebody who did hit a home run off of Equibi, but uh, you know, most of these guys do have in, in the Red Sox lineup do have experience uh, facing Equibi. So I'm very curious to see uh, this second go around how how uh, he really does against the Sox. And then, as I mentioned, Nathan Navaldi on the bump for Boston uh, last game, uh, six in one. Uh, thirds innings, allowing three earned runs, six strikeouts against the Braves. He's sporting a 3.15 ERA so far. Ivaldi has has pitched mediocre so far. You know, in some games he's very good. Some games uh, he just allows home runs, and that that's his biggest issue is allowing guys on base and then ultimately allowing home runs to, you know, stack, stack up the scorecard. And uh, it's it's unfortunate with a guy like Ivaldi who. He's, he's your top pitcher in this Red Sox rotation right now, and he's usually very reliable. So I'm very curious to see how he does against this Astros lineup, a lineup who has hit very well so far to start the season. It'll all be very interesting to see how everything unfolds in game two of the Astros series. But I'm super excited. It's nice to hear these uh, injury updates, these positive injury updates, and hopefully – the Red Sox can continue finding ways to get wins here and there to you know, keep creeping back up to that 500 record. Still have a losing record, but you know they, they got to keep on stringing these wins together. What's nice is that they're looking a lot better in May than they did in April. Starting to figure things out with the bullpen. You know, some guys figuring it out. Some guys doing the same old stuff uh, like Matt Barnes and Ryan Brazier. So still got to work on that sort of stuff. But the Sox are starting to, you know, find themselves and come to their own, which is which is nice to see. But uh, going into this last and final segment of this episode of the Locked On Red Sox podcast, uh, I'm going to do a little bit of a mental health minute. I, I miss doing this podcast so much and um, have had a lot of time to reflect on uh, my West Coast road trip with the Massachusetts Pirates. So I uh, want, want to speak a little bit of some good wisdom. Uh, th that I learned uh, during my time out West and, and reflecting, but just want to take a second to talk to you about Bilt Bar. So if you have not yet tried Bilt Bar's uh, birthday cake puffs, you're missing out. They, they just sent me a brand new box. My first time ever trying the birthday cake puff specific bar. And I, I got to tell you it, it right when you bite it, it's, it's not a protein bar. It's a candy bar. And uh, you, you can really taste the 100% real chocolate that was it, that's within this bar. And it's, it's really nice being able to look at the nutritional facts and not feel like you're, uh, you know, cheating on your healthy diet or 
going overboard with the sweets that you, you usually do when when you try a uh, candy bar, but Built Bar is a different type of protein bar that tastes good and is also good for you. So I just I, I just can't get enough of these uh, birthday cake puffs. I I, try, I have them not only before my workout, also after my workout. Uh, so make every day your birthday with Built Built's birthday cake puffs is taking the delicious experience of biting into a fresh slice of birthday cake and roped it in 100% real white chocolate and even add sprinkles as well. And with 150 calories, 16 grams of protein and only nine grams of sugar, this limited time flavor is an amazing option. If you are looking for a healthy way to get flavor and variety in your day and all built puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. And that means that with built you can eat healthy and enjoy it as well so make sure to go to built.com get your birthday cake puffs now they also have some great other flavors as well that are super delicious super good for you as well you can even check the, their macros chart to learn how good these things are really good are, are for you and how, how they can help you really elevate your diet and and uh be able to eat healthy and not be hungry throughout the day. So go to built.com, use their promo code locked 15 and get 15% off your order. That's right. Use the promo code locked 15 for 15% off your order at built.com. So with this final segment of the locked on red Sox podcast, um, I just wanted to say, take that time to really be proud of how far you've come over the last six months and figure out what these next six months you really want to look like. You know, we're at what, May 17th right now. We're getting close to the halfway mark, uh, obviously, which is June uh, of the year. And uh, it's really good, in my opinion, to reflect on how far you've come in half a year and how you're looking to continue to make the rest of this year of 2022, the best year of your life. Uh, you only get every second once. And it's so important to live every single day like it's your last, live, live every single moment to the fullest. And uh, really try and mold the life that you know that you're going to wake up happy each and every single day. You know, obviously, uh, life figures out a way to give us twists and turns, road bumps. Uh, Put us in situations that are uncomfortable. But at the end of the day, uh, saying that I've, uh, I can't, I don't, definitely heard it from someplace else. I didn't come up with it, uh, but I, I like using it as, uh We're just following a script and uh, we just got to allow the script and the, and the story to unfold and uh, continue to do our part, wake up every single day, do our best. And, uh, you know, the rest will unfold on how it's supposed to. And all we can really do is, is surrender and, uh, you know, allow, allow things to happen and, and, and uh, you know, make our best judgment on, on how to react. And I, I think with being able to look at, you know, your goals that you made at the start of 2022, see, engage on how are those goals working out? And if I want to tweak them in any way, and if, if I want to continue to elevate and um, even make better goals, do that. Uh, on this podcast, we're not just talking about the Red Sox. You know, we love this team more than anything, but um, what I want to do is 
continue to use my voice to help others make a connection with you. And uh, if I'm able to make your day any better, um, that's definitely the goal. Um, because being able to do this Monday through Friday and you know connect with amazing people on Red Sox Twitter and in the Red Sox Nation is uh, truly a blessing. And I'm, I'm very, very grateful for it. But um, as you can tell, really miss this podcast, really miss being able to talk about the boys that I love and, and the team that I love and being, being able to connect with Red Sox Nation. But that is it for this episode of the Locked On Red Sox podcast. I hope everybody did enjoy. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. It's LO underscore Red Sox. We post Red Sox content each and every single day to keep you guys updated with what is happening with your favorite team. And want to thank you so much for making Locked On Red Sox your first listen of every single day. Now make sure to Make your second listen, Locked On MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him solely, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Also follow myself on Twitter. It's at Jake Iggy, as well as my co-host, Lauren. It's La 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 with three laws, Lauren with four R's. But hopefully the Sox can keep on stacking up these wins, like I said, and you know get back to that 500 spot. But... So excited for this next week of Red Sox action and to keep you guys updated. If you have not yet, make sure to subscribe on whatever audio platform that you're listening to. We also post on YouTube. This show is Monday through Friday to keep you updated with your favorite team. So make sure to check back tomorrow. Greatly appreciate everybody tuning in. Let's have a great day. Let's have a great week. And uh, let's go, Sox. Peace.